Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to The Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Natalie Abbott, and today I have my sister Vera with me. Hello, Vera. Good afternoon. Oh, so nice. What if people are listening and it's in the morning or something? Mm, sorry about you. I don't, I don't know what to say. Good morning to you. <laughs> and still uh, top of the morning to you. Uh, awesome. Okay, so we are talking about our September verse at the end of the month this month. Normally we talk about it at the beginning of the month. So you've been thinking about this verse for a while, letting it marinate. Hopefully you've memorized it. And our memory verse is from Matthew 5.14. It says, you are the light of the world. A town on a hill cannot be hidden. That's right. A town built on a hill. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you got to be real specific, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the in the um, NAS, the Natalie Abbott Standard Bible, um, it doesn't have that word in there. I apologize for the Bible jokes, Bible translation oh. jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be nerdy over here. Mm-hmm. So that's my job. I'm just I'm just keeping it real nerdy. Real nerdy. All right. So let's talk about our verse. First off, Vera, I just absolutely love the design that you made this month. And for those of you who don't know, we have a ginormous print of this verse design. It is beautiful. It looks like a little city on hill. That's right. With all the letters. It's, it's, it's like so a, cool. I think it's technically a poster size. Well, don't think of like that poster of the Backstreet Boys that used to hang on your door. Like not that size, but it's an <laughs> 11 by 17, which is pretty big. And um, yeah, we just felt like... Maybe people want this up in their house. Maybe they want to share it with, you know, people they have over for dinner and they ask, hey, what's that print about? Um, So we made it a print. It's a little different than the tattoo, um, but yeah, we love it. It's awesome. I totally love the design and I'm excited to get a print in my own house. Um, I'm going to replace my NKOTB poster with it. What's that? New kids on the block, obviously. (laughs) There's a whole generation gap here. And for those of you, Beatles posters or the who or whatever like we're we're here for you too yeah we're here for all the bands uh, especially the 90s boy bands oh yeah for real how did you not know NKOTB I'm so sorry Dude, I'm 10 years younger than you I don't know I mean I know who the new kids on the block are but I didn't know that was like the shorthand for it sorry <laughs> get with the picture Jeez, Vera okay so we're here to talk about some real stuff not just um boy bands from the 90s. We're here to talk about the light um, and being the light that Jesus has called us to be in the world. So um, what can you tell me about this verse, Vera? Like what, when you think about this verse, how does it challenge you? How does it, like, what does it make you think about? The first thing I always think about when I read a verse about light is how powerful light is. Mm. So I always think about if you're standing in a, in a totally dark room, all the lights are off. There's no nightlight. There's no like door with like lights shining through the bottom or the side or the keyhole. I mean, it's completely pitch black where your eyes are wide open and you cannot see in front of your face. That's a little spooky. It's totally spooky, right? No matter how dark that place is, 
the tiniest flicker of light lights up that room. Mm -hmm. And no matter how dark it is, no matter how vast it is, that darkness can never, ever, ever, ever be greater than that tiny, tiny bit of light. And so when I read this verse and I think about it, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. I think about all of us and how if we're following Jesus, Mm -hmm. we have light in us. It's not our own power. It's not something I've mustered up by bettering myself and whatever, like thinking good thoughts. This is, this is thinking Jesus thoughts. Okay. His light is inside of me and it can feel really challenging to read a verse about being the light on this hill in this city and whatever it can feel mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, what a burden. Like I'm not a light in the world. And the reality is, is if you have Jesus, you have light in you. And even if it's the tiniest flicker, if you have the smallest faith, if you are the newest believer, it doesn't matter how tiny your light is. It is enough because it is Jesus to light up the most vast, deep, dark place in the world. Mm. How compelling is that? Yeah. And the imagery there is so powerful. You're right. It doesn't doesn't have to be a, you know, a lighthouse. It can just be a candle. It can be a tiny teeny candle, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like just focusing my mind on that idea when I'm, when I'm thinking about sharing my faith with somebody, when I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. stepping out and, you know, inviting a neighbor to do something and it feels like, Oh, this feels like a lot. Like it's not, it's not me. It's Jesus's light. And again, like never, ever, I always think this never, ever, 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 ever in the history of the world since the universe began has darkness overpowered the light? It's mm. never happened. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So to think about this is like, man, I can, all I have to do is show up, be light, be love, trust that God is powerful and he's going to use me. Yeah. That reminds me of the verse in John one that talks about how Jesus is the light of the world. And it says um, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Just this idea of Jesus being that light and the darkness is incapable of overcoming it. Like when we choose to allow Jesus Christ to, to shine in our hearts and to overspill into the lives of other people, darkness can't overcome that. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. That's right. And I, I mean, especially in this time um, and always, historically, always, always, the world is dark. Like our enemy mm-hmm. is great. There's so much sin and suffering and um, evil in the world. And I think it's really easy to focus on those things and feel like, oh, we're fighting this great enemy. And we are, but we aren't fighting this great enemy. Jesus in us is is fighting against the darkness. And so all we got to do is, as cheesy it is, as it is, is like, let your little light shine. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to let it shine. You're going to let it shine. And I'm I knew gonna you were going to sing, gonna sing it. Um, I was going to try to pff it out. I'm not even going to entertain you right now. (laughs) But for real though, but for real though, our enemy is great, but he will never win. The light will always win. That's right. That's right. Good words, V. Good, good words. Um, So when you think about, I mean, a lot of, a lot of what this verse is about is about sharing our faith is about taking the light 
uh, of God's goodness and his wisdom and his purity and his kindness and his justice. And um, these are this is the way that light is used in the Bible is to, to ex explain all these things and talks about how God is light and Jesus is light and the word is light and it's a lamp unto our feet. Um, just these powerful, powerful images. So when you think about that, like that, that all of who the, the God of the universe, who said light, you know, let light be in this darkness, literally. And then he made his light shine in our hearts through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Like if that's what is dwelling in us mm -hmm. and it's so powerful and so pure and so glorious and so good and we experience it, like how are, what, what are the barriers that we have for sharing that with other people? I mean, like, it kind of seems ridiculous that we would have barriers, but they're real. They're real. We're, we're afraid. We're worried about what people are going to think. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. how do we overcome those barriers to sharing our light, to sharing the light of Jesus with people? That's a great question. How do you do it practically? Like, if you're thinking about, say, you know, your friend Sally, and you're like, dude, I just love Sally, and we've gotten to be really good friends, but she doesn't even know I'm a Christian yet. Like, how do you bridge that? Where do you start? What's a good way of moving forward when you start to feel that like burden of like, I really want to tell her mm -hmm. what I believe? Well, I think it's important to realize that, um, especially with a long-term relationship or friendship, is that your light is already shining before them. There's a reason they're attracted to you. Maybe it's because you're you guys both like coffee or to run or have two-year-olds or whatever, you know, you have something in common, maybe, and that's the mm -hmm. basis of your friendship, but your light is shining always. Mm -hmm. And God is big enough to be weaving things together behind the scenes, even when you think you're not talking about him, right? But there does come a point where push comes to shove, and you will feel the nudge maybe from the Holy Spirit, probably from the Holy Spirit, um, to actually use your actual words and not just your actions. But I think it's safe to say that if you've been friends with somebody, you've built up the relationship capital, mm -hmm. you have the right as a friend to share something about your faith mm -hmm. without being offensive. Um, you know, it's not like you're shouting something at them at on the corner of a street. That's not sharing light or love. That's, that's condemning people. <laughs> um, I, and, and not to say that God doesn't use that situation. Um, but needless to say, don't, don't underestimate the power of what God's already doing in that relationship. Mm, yeah. I would say too, that, that, um, if you have a, a relationship with somebody, you're just sharing your perspective, you know, and what's the harm in saying, Hey, you know, actually I'm a Christian. And as a Christian, I think that if I were in your shoes, I would forgive that person because God has forgiven me. That would be what I'm called to do. Or as a Christian, you know, I would try to love somebody or whatever it is, you know, that you can speak from your own perspective without sort of shoving it down somebody else's throat. Like, well, this is the right thing to do because this is what the Bible says, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I'm not saying that I have never done. Oh, for sure. I mean, I used to, I definitely used to be judgy, still judgy. Mm -hmm. But I think too, like when people see a difference in you and they're like, man, Vera, you're always fill in the blank or you're such a patient mom or you're such a whatever positive person. 
Um, I think that, you know, the, the default and the easy thing to be is like, oh, thanks, you know, um, but to, to actually use that as an opportunity when somebody does praise you for something to say, oh, you know, uh, I look like I'm patient and I, I do have patience, but it's not out of my own strength. I can promise you that. Like I have to fill up on Jesus every morning because my default is to be rather impatient. Mm. So using that, like using a compliment even mm. as an opportunity to give praise to God in your life, as opposed to accepting that they're praising you for how good you are, um, I think mm-hmm. is an easy way to make them say, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I would say as a somewhat older person, um, now that I'm in my 40s, <laughs> not that I'm ancient yet, but I'm kind of getting there. Um, no, I, I do think that you get to a place where you can feel more confident just being honest, you know, like not that I don't care at all what people think about me. I for sure do. But I feel like something happened when I turned 40 where I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to be who I am. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Not in an aggressive kind of way. In a confident way. In a confident, like, I feel like I can share that and, and just say, Hey, if, and I know this probably isn't you, this is where I'm coming from, but this is what I think. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, you know. So I just think that that this challenge that we have had this month is a powerful challenge. I think it is a good challenge. I think sometimes we kind of put that on the back burner. We're like, well, I'm no Billy Graham. Well, mm-hmm. no, you're not. You know, you're Vera Schmitz or you're Natalie Abbott or you're whatever, whoever you are in your own little sphere, in your own little place in the world. We all have our little sphere. And God isn't calling you to be Billy Graham. He's calling you to be you, where you are, oh, and to shine you your light. You, huh? Oh, why yes, you be you. Why don't you? Yeah, that we're joking about Jamie Ivey's new book. She was our uh, September guest this month, and if you didn't listen to her episodes, you should go back and listen because they're amazing. And her book, You Be You, is a lot about this. It's about being confident in who God has made you to be and sharing His light with the people around you. So it's a fantastic book. Um, in fact, we'll put a link to it in this episode for you to check it out if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Just be you. That's it. Anyway, we are running out of time again, but what a great month. I'm excited about next month. I already know what we're talking about. I know who we're talking to. It's super fun. Um, So join us next week. And actually, Vera and I will introduce the verse again next week and you'll get to chat with us. So um, come on back next week and we'll be talking about next month's verse for October. Thanks for joining me, V. Always a good time with you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.